Today's episode of the Sidious Mag Podcast on the Sidious Mag Podcast Network is brought to you by Soar Running, running performance that's made to move. Get to know one of the finest running apparel companies that is getting deep in the running scene and deep in the running culture. Tim Soar started this company based out of the UK, but expect to see them around in the United States more often. Every piece is tailored to the needs of the common runner, like myself. It's for everyone out there who pounds out the mileage and pushes themselves to get the best out of themselves. I actually received my first shipment just before I went up to Boston, and I absolutely loved it. The Elite Tempo Top, straight fire. I can train in it, I can race in it, and it holds up in chilly or rainy conditions. Actually, in fact, the first day that I wore it, I went out for a jog with one of my teammates, and it started absolutely pouring on us when we were going over uh, the Williamsburg Bridge in New York City. But I was totally comfortable with my lightweight layer. Kept it on, felt cozy, even did my workout in it. It's tailored for speed. That's been my favorite so far, but I'd also recommend the Elite Speed Shorts to go along with them. So there's lots of options out there for men and for women. And if you visit them over at soarrunning.com, you will fall in love. That's S-O-A-R-R-U-N-N-I-N-G.com. You can follow them on Instagram at soar underscore running. Links to their pages will be included in the show notes. So go check them out today. My guest for today's show is Nikki Hiltz. She is a professional runner for Adidas and the Mission Athletics Club, which is based in San Diego. Nikki is from California and was a standout high school star before attending Oregon and then transferring to Arkansas. She was a six-time All-American and last year placed third in the mile at the NCAA Indoor Championships and then second in the 1,500 meters during the Outdoor Championships. This episode is a crossover show with David Melly's Run Your Mouth podcast. If you've been a loyal listener of the show for more than a year, then you'd remember that we taped one of these in April 2018 with Sam Parsons. So we decided that we would do another one of these again, except this time with Nikki. So in this show, we discuss her recent win at the BAA Invitational Mile, how she handled success as a high school star, being openly gay. That's actually, we get very deep into that part of the conversation and super, super awesome and insightful. Uh, she also talks about training and racing with her girlfriend, transferring from Oregon, and much, much more. So the audio in this episode is a little muted for me and David, uh, but what's most important is what Nikki has to say, uh, and that comes out pretty clear. So apologies about that on my end, but without further ado, let's start the show. Should we start off? Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. Uh, I'm your host, David Melly, and we have a excellent crossover pod episode this week. It's uh, an annual thing now. An annual marathon weekend tradition. Uh, we have uh, Chris Chavez in the studio, which is actually a hotel room. Um, so welcome to Sidious Mag podcast as well. Do you guys have a tagline at this point? No, no. I, I think... Should we come up with one? I think it's just usually I just... Roll with the same sort of intro, and then I say like, "Oh, who's the guest?" And then the same music plays, so it's just the same old. That works, yeah. This uh, doing this episode brought to you by no uh, 
probably put in the sponsor beforehand. Okay, but, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my main sponsor is Polar Seltzer. Polar Seltzer, they don't know they're my sponsor, but, you know, I'm just aspirationally putting it out there. Send them the invoice after. Yeah, I'll send them Maybe the Maybe I'll get some free water. <laughs> That's the goal. Our guest this week uh, is uh, newly minted BA Invitational Road Mile champion, uh, Nikki Hiltz of the Mission Athletic Club and Adidas. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Really, Great you should be, be welcoming here. us because uh, <laughs> we're in your Welcome hotel room. Welcome to we're my hotel, hotel room. Right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, how's, how was yesterday? How'd it go? It was awesome. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Boston before. So like this whole weekend's been like awesome. And, um, yeah, yesterday it was, I think if you would have asked me at any point in the race, like, are you going to win? I would have said, absolutely not. I feel terrible. But then something about that last turn, um, I felt really good that last hundred. And so I could like see it in sight. Um, and then, yeah, it was awesome battling to line with Emily, like, She's a teammate, and yeah, it was super fun. And then the crowd definitely like brought me home. So yeah. <laughs> How often are you on the East Coast? Because you grew up totally on the West Coast. Right? Yeah, I'm from Santa Cruz, California, and then I went to Oregon and Arkansas for college. So never really East Coast though. <laughs> what do you think? I love it. I think, I think I like visiting though. I don't yeah. think I could live here. Um, it's too. Surprised you've never been up for a BU meet yet. No. Yeah. Actually, my teammate, um, the Hoeys, Josh, Josh Hoey, like set the high school record on that track, and I was talking like I almost came for an indoor meet this year, and I was like, yeah, I mean that track's short, like I want, you know, I want to get a PR, and Eric was like, oh, did you hear that, Josh? Like she said the track's short, and he's like, I'm not listening to you. Like, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, haven't made it to that track yet, but, um, I appreciate, um, I think Kyle Merber once referred to it on Twitter as a downhill track. Yes. Which I think, yeah. uh, exactly. you know, I'm defensive of its length, but, but I'll, I'll it can be elevation adjusted. Yeah. So the focus for this year, cause before we started recording, you were, we were just talking about how weird of a year it is with USA is so late, and then World's so late. Yeah. The focus for you will probably be 1,500? Yeah, definitely. The mile, 15, yep. <laughs> You've made that your bread and butter since high school. Like, yeah. what is it about, I guess, like a four-lap distance that you've kind of just, like, really liked and just nailed? Um, I think it's, like, it's short enough to stay engaged the whole time. Like, anytime I try to move up to the 3K or 5K, like, I feel like I just, like, mentally can't do it for longer than four minutes <laughs> and then I think also it's like kind of like there's like a beginning middle and end I guess to every race but like the miles so like um every move matters like all of it um I don't know so yeah in high school I just I love the 1600 I just like uh, I loved like how different every 16 could be and then now the 15 it honestly feels like a different race it's 100 meters less but it's um different and yeah, I think it's, like, historic. Like, everyone knows what a mile means. Like, you know, people are like, oh, you run? I'm like, yeah, I run the mile. And then they're like, how fast? And, like, you know, I've, everyone, like, ran the mile in PE in high school or, like, things like that. I feel like every, we measure, like, in miles per hour. Like, everyone can relate to, like, what a mile is. So, yeah. Well, I feel like it's just such a beautiful distance in terms of kind of being, like, the true middle distance. Yeah. That's, like... There's a little bit of everything, you know, a little strength, a little speed, like, there's a 
balancing aspect of whether it's an eight person coming up or a 5k person coming down I yeah. think it, it really sort of creates like a, a nice little Venn diagram center of uh, <laughs> abilities that that you know obviously there are some really strong milers so it's not sort of like an equalizer but it's like, <laughs> you know it's a it's, it's a uh, playing field that everyone can play on I right guess. I also I also like that um, it's like an on the day kind of a race like um, especially for like the trials or like the you know world teams like those three those top three and are like could be anyone like and I feel like that really in any event but like really especially in the 15 like anything can happen in that race so that's another reason I like it <laughs> last summer at Des Moines was that I guess how many, how many US championships have you been to now um two so 2017 2018 yeah, yeah. and last year with Shelby in the race and Jenny, it was yeah. just kind of like a lot of people just go into that race thinking like, "Oh my God, when are those two just gonna right blow it up?" Yeah. <laughs> what was that final like for you in terms of just putting yourself in that? So I guess it's your sophomore U.S. Championship and, and kind of seeing where where do you think you are right now in terms of just like the whole middle distance landscape? Yeah. Um. In twenty so in twenty seventeen I was sixth. And I was, like, a junior in college, and I didn't really know what that, like, meant to be sixth at USA. So I was, like, because, you know, I'm just, like, used to the NCAA system. Mm-hmm. And then coming back the next year, I was, like, oh, I get it. Like, it's it's a big deal. Like, and then, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I, no, no, like, I'm a big deal. Like, the, the meat is. Um, but, yeah, that race was, I would say, like, a lot, yeah, a lot of hype around, like, Shelby and Jenny, but, like. Um, going, I think going in, I had big goals. I was like, oh, if I was sixth, I want to be fifth this year. And so, um, didn't really have the best race, but, um, it was cool to be like on that, on that line. Anytime you're at a USA champs, it's, it's cool to be on the, the, in the final. And yeah. Well, going back to 2017, six at US champs, but also wasn't that the year when you had surgery or was that 2018? No, that was last year. Last so, year. Yeah. That was another thing going into Des Moines. It was like kind of my whole NCAA, like, um, season was just trying to make the next meet, because I, I think I only raced, like, once before regionals, and that was at conference, which is, like, the last possible time to qualify for regionals, and then at regionals, I was like, okay, I'm trying to make nationals, and then nationals, I was like, trying to make the final, so then to do USAs as well, I feel like I was just kind of pushing my luck, like, like, I didn't know if I had one more race in me, um, just because my knee is coming back, and, like, I fitness-wise, like, I had been cross-training, like, I was aqua jogging, like, way more than I was running, and it was just, like, um, yeah, weird, very weird season, but I'm very glad, like, I pushed through, and, like, uh, like, I almost didn't run that race at conference, because I was, like, well, I don't want to go out there and run, like, for 35, like, not even qualify for regionals or something, and then I'm so glad I did, and, for, it the, was. for the listeners who are not a uh, Nikki Hilt super fan, like <laughs> I am, uh, you want to walk us through, so like, how long was it between getting surgery, being able to run again, and then conference? Right, it was, um, I think I got surgery in April, like around this time last year, and conference is like May-ish. What was the surgery on? Um, okay, so also it wasn't really a surgery. That's, like, really traumatic <laughs> to say. Um, it was my patellar tendon um, was just, like, it really bad tendonitis, basically just, like, 
tendinosis, I think is what it's called, mm-hmm. but they, I tried PRP in, and this, this was happening, like, it started hurting in December-ish, so, like, all of indoors, I was running, I feel like I was running injured, like, I look back at, like, videos, and you could, like, see me limping, like, I'm like that, and so by the time outdoors comes, I'm like, okay, I'm not running until it, it like, feels good, like, um, just because, I mean, it's not fun to, like, be limping your way around a track, like, no one likes that, so, um, it was, April was the procedure, and what they did is they took, uh, bone marrow, because the PRP didn't work, they're like, okay, let's just, like, go all in, let's do the bone marrow, <laughs> and so, they took it from my hip, because I guess that's where your bone marrow is, right, um, right. I was put under, though, like, I wasn't awake, <laughs> I was going to say, so, no, no, no. bone marrow, like, yeah. one of the most painful things you can do, <laughs> yeah, and then basically, they took the stem cells that are in the bone marrow, and injected those into my, um, knee, and, it was like I was on crutches for a week and that was like middle of April and that was more so that so like my hip wouldn't break I guess because they took bone from it so it's like more fragile um yeah but then after I think it was 10 days post-surgery I was like oh my gosh like I'm pain-free I haven't been pain-free in so long like this is awesome but now I'm really out of shape and I don't know if I can do this so it was kind of a fun like let's see if how far I could take this and it was just I think it's so weird it was such a lack of fitness and it was all like mentally believing like no I want to be in the NCAA final like it's my last year like you know and I want to make USA's and turn pro like this is like sometimes like the timing of things like are terrible but like I think if you could have hope it's that's like and the only thing you can have sometimes and it worked you got yeah. the second <laughs> NCAA's so. yes um, was that the first, like, major injury of sorts, like, that you've, because I guess, yeah, I've kind of been following your career since you were in high school, yeah, um, because you were this highly touted recruit out of California, and, I mean, it just seemed like everything had gone sort of according to plan, I mean, you committed to Oregon, and you spent a year there, and for a lot of people, a lot of high school kids, and I think I say this over and over again on the podcast whenever I have, like, a guest from Oregon, it's like, <laughs> you went to the school that so many kids, like, dream of going to then you go to Arkansas and your career flourishes from there um so I mean like up until that point was everything like according to plan um yes but I got injured my senior year of high school I had my navicular like I got a navicular stress fracture and so I got surgery in the fall of my senior year and so I didn't do cross country that year but I came back for track Mm -hmm. and then um so yeah, I mean, it was. I feel like it was a very similar thing. Like I, you know, it was my senior year. I wanted to win state again, and you know, um, I was had already committed to Oregon, and um, so. But definitely, and then the next year, I got, I broke my other foot, my other navicular. Um, and so I have screws in both my naviculars. So, so you're totally right, Chris. Injury free. So yeah, yeah, never really totally been injured right. before. <laughs> but um, those are those were just. It was honestly like a matter of time, like. Because I remember asking the doctor, like, well, why did my right one break and not my left? And he, I remember him saying, oh, it's a matter of time until your left one breaks. <laughs> so you have screws and both feet? Yeah. Do yep. you, when you go through security at airports, no, is it an issue? No. <laughs> I wish. I can, well, McFleet, who's um, on my team, he also has a navicular, like a screw in his navicular, and he... We always talk about we can like tell when it's gonna rain because like you can feel it. And you're like, no, I, no, I, you know what? I, I, I believe you could have kept a straight face. I have a thing where I 
broke my uh, first metatarsal senior year of high school. And yeah. I, like, didn't, I didn't, it was a, like, very small fracture, so I, like, didn't know I broke it. Um, and it's still just, like, it, like, weird, like, it just acts up sometimes. Yeah, and for you're sure. like, you know, that's, that's, it is what it is. <laughs> yes, you know? yeah. I have a weird bump. My feet are very asymmetrical as a result. But, yeah. you know, you got, that's the battle wound. That's yeah, the <laughs> for sure. So, I guess somewhat smoothly but yeah. <laughs> a couple smaller bumps yeah. yes but then yeah the big bumps. <laughs> i'm trying to remember exactly just kind of the years you were in high school was that around the same time i guess like mary kane was also yeah so she's a year younger than me yeah and so she we never raced in high school because uh, she would like she wouldn't really come to the national meets like mm-hmm. and we were, she was supposed, I went to Nike Elite Camp, and she was, like, supposed to be there, but, like, didn't, so, but, um, in theory, we should have, yeah, we were yeah. in high school around the same time. And I'm trying to remember, I guess, so, what was it like, I guess, for you to be just competing at a really high level in high school, and at the same time, there's this girl who's a year younger than you, who's running all these crazy fast times, and then she decides to turn pro, at that point, I guess, you go into the collegiate system, is there any part of you just kind of, like, wondering, like, I mean, it, where the two roads just went completely different paths. You right. seem to flourish in the in the NCAA system, so like that seems to be working better, I think, than yeah. Young runners who go pro early. So it's like, would you kind of just like give that advice to someone that I think the college system works to the high schoolers yes. on your team that are pros? Always, <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I'm. Oh yeah, I, I guess there is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was being like. Um, what, so, what like, you turning pro in high school is a terrible idea. No, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting thing, and, like, I, that, like, wasn't a thing, like, ten years ago, but yeah. now it's, like, a thing. But, um, I think I have all the, tr- like, trust in the world in the NCAA system, and, like, not only that, but you get, like, a, a family, like, from your team and, like, your community, and, like, uh, you don't get that turning pro right away so um yeah I mean it worked for me like the NCAA system and getting better at both Oregon and Arkansas and uh yeah I mean my advice would be like doesn't matter how much it is how much money it is like you'll never be able to like have that experience of a college ever again so and it must be nice now I know a lot of people who have gone pro after college feel this way where it's like you go from being like oh should I have to run for conference? Like, I have to yes. cross-country, and I'm not really a cross-country <laughs> runner. Like, the freedom to sort of be much more yes. selective with your races now yes. must be, uh, It's you know, quite the nicer. adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I feel like, uh, not in a bad way, but it's just so different. Like, um, it's almost like, our, like, Oregon and Arkansas were such, like, team powerhouses. Like, for a conference or NCAA, it'd be like, hey, like, if you can double, like, you're going to double, like, you know, you're going to run the A and the 15 at conference, and, like, I loved that, like, burden, almost, like, I, I think it, like, hyped me up more, and, like, also, I think at NCAAs, like, the last straightaway, like, you're just, like, thinking of all, like, your teammates, like, your pole vaulters, your, like, heptathletes, like, and that's, like, an edge that, like, I think Arkansas and Oregon had on, like, you know, let's say, like, Eleanor Perry from New Hampshire, like, she doesn't have, she's not out there for her teammates, because, like, she's, like, the only one from her school that qualified, so it's, like, an extra, like, push to the finish line, whereas now as a pro, I'm, like, 
there's no points. There's no like teams. Like so, it's you kind are, of an adjustment. <laughs> I swear, I've gone off about this. So I swear, I did not coach you into saying that. <laughs> I, I'm a big my soapbox is that I think there should be team championships at professional. Yeah, for sure. US championships. Yeah. I think that'd be very cool. Yeah. Was there ever like what was the most pressure you ever felt going into a race? Because I mean, you being part of two really big championship-driven programs. I mean, was there yeah. ever a race where the nerves were just crazy? Um, I think it was, I think it was my first NCAAs, um, my freshman year at Oregon. It was in Arkansas and I was, I had just made the mile final. I was like the last one in because like, I didn't, I don't know, some girl like got DQ'd or something. So, but it was, I, I asked, no, I didn't ask. Okay. I was told like, you have to get eighth. Like, there's, it's 10-person final, so, like, okay. okay, you beat two people. But it wasn't, like, a, oh, get eighth. It was, you have to get eighth. Like, you have <laughs> to score a point. Like, at least one. So, but, I mean, I loved it. I was, like, hell yeah. And then I, I got eighth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think, and then Arkansas was so different. It wasn't never that, like, pressure. But I think I wanted that pressure. So I remember asking Lance Harder, I was, like, how many points do you need out of me? Like, at this meet, like, how important am I? And he's like, oh, four points would be nice. Like, it's just so, like, <laughs> I had to ask him, like, what, you know, what I needed to do, so. And then at the same time, you mentioned just, like, those moments where you're coming across the, you know, 100 to go, and you're thinking of these pole vaulters and all the other events. How I mean, I feel like there's sometimes, especially maybe with the pros, sort of, Distance runners will hang out with the distance runners, and sprinters yeah. will hang out with sprinters, but when you're on a college team that, that it's that tight-knit, I mean, how close were you with sprinters, and, like, do you yeah. have any sort of, like, funny stories where it's, like, people wouldn't think that you would be We'd friends. best friends with, yeah. <laughs> That's funny, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, we, I mean, all of them. I, I think the throwers, we, so we didn't have women's throwers, but we had men's throwers, and it was... I think that was the most bizarre friendship, um, but they're, they, they like connected so well with the distance runners for some reason. Um, but if you yeah. could do a field event. If I could do a field event. Yeah. Pick an alternate career. Which one would you pick? Oh gosh. Um, pole vault. I feel like that's cool. It's a cool one. Yeah. I'm not that athletic. Scary. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I'm going to try and have Joe Kovacs on my podcast to just kind of like the New York Times did an article on like them recently and it's just kind of like shot putters and just how much they eat. Oh yeah. It's yeah. absurd. What was like the biggest I guess meal you've seen a shot putter eat? Oh my gosh. I think we kind of made like a mock Thanksgiving feast. Yeah. Um, and like just a lot of turkey. <laughs> like <laughs> I think we had like two turkeys but um, yeah. <laughs> What's your go-to pre-race uh, food? Oh gosh, I don't. I love all food. Um, pre race, like the night before. Yeah. Um, salmon, but that's Dom Scott got me on that. She on was the like, she was like, always eat salmon. So I was like, okay, I'll eat salmon too. <laughs> <laughs> it works for her. So it's exactly. Really yes. So did you guys have to fight over who got to be Dominique and who got to be? <laughs> <laughs> no. So my real name is Dominique. Um, and. No, I never, ever wanted to be called that. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Nikki come from? Um, so, they've never called me Dominique. They've only, my parents have only called me Nikki. Um, so, I, I think Neek, and like, Dom was like, oh yeah, my mom calls me Nikki, like, 
I don't know. <laughs> but uh, people, I remember people being like, well, when did you find out your name was Dominique if you've never been called that? <laughs> I was like, That's a good what question. kind of question yeah. is that? <laughs> like, you know your name. I don't know. But yeah. Never, yeah, ever been called Dominique. <laughs> always a hard one with uh, the the library card. When you're, like, a little kid and, like, you get yes. your first library card and you, like, I feel like that's the, one of the first times you, like, spell your whole name. Many of our listeners know what library cards are. Oh, my point. gosh. I feel like kids nowadays don't grow up with them. Right? I hope kids have fucking library cards. <laughs> Is this a thing? Is that, why I, would that not? Like, have library cards? I feel like now it's probably just, like, an app on your phone. No. So are there? <laughs> I have my like oh, go- Newton Free Library card in my wallet from like high it's school. Still handing like, out. Oh, I mean, yeah. I guess I guess it's down the road. I don't go to the library, <laughs> but like you know, I'm supportive of the concept. <laughs> my grandmother's a librarian. I feel very strongly about libraries. I feel like they would still have library cards. I don't, I like, don't know. That's like a. I feel like that's a big. At least, like growing up, slash, there was an episode of Arthur about this. Um, like that was a big like write a passage when you were, like, four years yeah, old. It's totally like, you had to write your name on the back of a library card. Like, you had to earn yeah. it that way. Yeah. It was a big deal. Did you write Dominique or Nikki? I wrote Nikki. <laughs> nice. I easier. still have the yeah. library card, too, yeah. Yeah, well, I was, I want to go back a little bit to um, what we were saying about sort of, like, the pro-college team dynamic. Yeah. Speaking of things that didn't happen ten years ago, one of the things that we're seeing now and, and did somewhat happen ten years ago, but we've seen all these groups pop up in the last... Um, you know, maybe five years, and I think a big part of that is people sort of recognizing that, like, having a team is, like, has a lot of value. Right. Um, so how did uh, Mission AC come to be? Uh, and what are you guys about? What's the deal? What are we all about? Well, um, Terrence Mahan was the BAA coach, and he is a California native um, from Orange County, and he was, like, I need to not be in Boston anymore, (laughs) and I want to start a group in San Diego, because that's the best place in the world, and so him and his wife Jen started this group, um, and he reached out to me and Teresa last year, and was like, hey, like, do you like San Diego? We're like, yeah. He's like, okay, do you like Adidas? We're like, yeah, and then it was just kind of one phone call was like, okay that's what I want to be um and it's it's cool to like yeah like you're saying all these groups um have been popping up but it's cool to like be the kind of the start of a new one like and I think I think American distance running like I think we're so successful now because we've all realized oh maybe if we all work together in these small groups like and push each other like oh we'll be better by the championships and then we'll be better like on the world stage so um definitely an exciting thing and our group is, it's pretty small, but, um, we're growing, and I think we're pretty much just all about, like, the fundamentals of, like, not only running, but life as well, like, um, and Terrence is huge on, like, you know, where are you, like, mentally, like, where are you, are you in a good place, like, because if you are, you're gonna run well, and if you're not, you're not gonna run well, and, you know, so really, like, positive, like, mindfulness stuff, so. Yeah, so where's the name come from? Um, so, this is so funny, because, like, no one knows what missions are. Do you know what missions are? Like, a religious mission? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, in California, like, Junipero Serra. This is, like, California history class in, like, high sure. school. <laughs> like, Give uh, it to us. Well, yeah. the, that's, like, San Diego. Like, the, the, all the sands are saints. Saints, yeah, yeah. 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 So, 
uh, Junipero Serra, Spanish explorer, came, basically discovered, not discovered, but, like, the California coast, and, it, like, um, you know, made missions along the, built missions along the way, and then, like, built a road that connects them, and that road's now Highway 1, and, like, you know, all the missions, I think there's, like, 20-something, um, go, are just, like, from San Diego all the way to Oregon, and, um, so the very first missions in San Diego, and I mean, it's a play on words, like, we have a mission, like, missions to make teams, and, like, you know. Spread the gospel of Terrence. Spread the gospel. <laughs> yes, it's not a religious group at all, we're just, disclaimer, but, um, yeah, so, and it's athletics club. Athletics club. Like, you know, like people say track and food, yeah. Yeah. So I, people say athletic. My and, other soapbox, yeah. I swear I'm not feeding you, <laughs> just, like, things I've tweeted over the past couple months, is I right. think we need to start calling it athletics in the U.S., because it sounds so much cooler. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely the move. It's I like, think so, too. Oh, I thought you were just going to give props to the fact that it's an athletics club and not track club or distance project. Oh, I, I think, think it's great. No, yeah, it's athletics club. It's overused, I think, at this point. Yeah. I don't I know. know exactly what a distance Or, like, elite. Is. That's yeah. overused, yeah. you know. Who's really elite? Elite. Elites, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Just hating We're on fighting to men elite. This is the, you should put them up, the two episodes that you recorded today, yeah. up in uh, opposition to each other. Yeah. Yeah, you don't worry, they talk so much shit about you. I know, panel, they so. hate me. <laughs> what does everyone bring to the group? I guess, like, the women you train with on a day-to-day basis. Like, yeah. What is, like, the one key thing that I guess you take away from each one of them? Um, okay. And I guess, who are they? Yeah, yeah, our group is... Um, there's Teresa Heiss, who's my lovely girlfriend, um, and Samantha Murphy. She's a 800 runner. She also went to Oregon. So there's a lot of Oregon ties in our group. So And then Brooke Feldmeyer just joined, and she's 800 runner, also from Oregon. Um, and then Mac Fleet, who he's a San Diego native, and he's like the mayor of San Diego, I swear. <laughs> um, and then... Eric Avila, not Avila, <laughs> is um, there, and then the Hoeys are in, there's a lot of people like that are coached by Terrence but don't live in San Diego, um, so those are, I think, oh, and then we have Raquel Lambden, who's a local um, girl, and then Delaney Zanatelli, who's also, they're more, they bounce between the 8 and the 15. Um, and then Emily Lapari, who trains in Seattle, but, like, will come do stints with us, is also in the group. So, kind of, and then Chris O'Hare is in, like, yeah, Tulsa. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone definitely brings, like, um, positivity, I would say, like, uh, on a day-to-day basis. And uh, a lot of, like, I think we're all just, like, good friends. Um, oh, Sarah Pagan is in the group. I'm sorry. <laughs> she's 5K. <laughs> um, I was going to say, is Jen? Oh, and Jen. Yeah. yeah, she's, so she's, like, I feel like she's a coach, honestly, like, coach and athlete, but, um, they, they, Sarah and Jen, like, just kick our asses on the, all the tempos and, like, <laughs> the long runs, yeah. Um, so it's, I, it's, like, a good range between, like, 8, 15, and then, like, you got Sarah and Jen for, like, the, the long stuff, but. Yeah, I think we just all try to be positive every day, and it's hard not to be when it's sunny and 75, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think about... Well, I don't know why you're looking at me when you say that. Boston's <laughs> the best city in the world. <laughs> New York's one of the 
hardest places to yeah. come to run. Although yeah. Nikki did bring the beautiful weather with her this weekend, uh, so yeah. hopefully we can keep that going into tomorrow. I haven't looked at what the forecast has changed into. chance of rain. Okay, yeah. well, you know. But isn't it like warm rain? 60 degrees and like yeah. 100% chance Could be worse, I, I feel guess, like that's yeah. better. And it's tailwind <laughs> for the marathon run. Tailwind, okay. So, oh, right no. now. We got a tailwind. Yeah, the wind has changed has, like, fully changed directions, like, three times in the last week, so, like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have my roommates running, and I'm, uh, very, uh, excited slash nervous on his behalf. <laughs> yeah. So, when you left Oregon for Arkansas, there was a whole bunch of you, right, that transferred? So, my... the same time? No, my girlfriend transferred the year before, mm-hmm. so we were freshmen together, and then she left after freshman year, and I stayed one more year at Oregon, and then transferred after my sophomore year. And then the next year, Kyle Levermore um, came. Basically, it was, and then our the Oregon's director of ops actually came to Arkansas. So it was just like this weird like Oregon to Arkansas like train, if you will. And that's Oregon to Washington. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what was uh, your your impetus for transferring? Um, that is a very loaded question. No. <laughs> we can cut it out. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, th- I just think I, um, I, for some reason, thought that um, the grass was greener somewhere else. Like, couldn't get that, like, out of my mind. And I feel like I went to Oregon for, like, the wrong reasons. You know, people say, like, on The Bachelor, like, you're here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> like, I feel like that was me. I went, like... You went for a husband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I went, I was, because I was, like, Hayward, like, I want this, you know, I want this track to be my home track, and, like, I went for, like, the gear, and, like, you know, like, I think I, the Pacific Northwest was, like, a lot more rainy than I ever thought it would be, and, like, um, just, like, things you don't think about once you're actually there, um, and I, I think I got injured my freshman year, which was hard, um, that whole year, but, you know, I, I, because I almost transferred after my first year, and then it was, like, no, like, you, you at least need one year, like, competing, you know, and then when I had that one year competing, I was like, no, like, I want to go somewhere else, and, and then there was, so that was, like, my original, like, that was where my, my mind was at, and then when all these other things, like, happened, like, um, you know, my scholarship getting cut, and things like that, it was just kind of a more, like, yeah, I'm gonna leave. Like, the universe is pushing it. Yes, so... The sunny paradise of Fayetteville, Arkansas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was just a combination of things I knew. Like, Oregon has to... In order to have such a good team, you have to, like, spread out your scholarships, you know, and you have to move around money sometimes, which, I'm like, I completely understand, and it was just kind of this... Um, I think it was more of, like, wait... I could, at any other school, like, be on a full ride, like, I can't financially, like, I want to, like, for my parents, like, I just, like, and I'm not, like, 100% happy here, like, why would I not? So, it's just, like, kind of a lot of things, um, So, were you and me. Teresa dating before you transferred? No. So, we, we were friend. we've been friends, we've known each other for six years, and we were friends for three years. Where'd you meet? Um, we met at the Brooks PR invitation on high school. What? <laughs> yeah. We're all love connections. Right? <laughs> yeah, we were, um, it, you know, we were both running the 800 at the Brooks meet, and, like, it was, like, the first day, and we all had to meet in the lobby to go for, like, a shakeout, and I was, like, running late, and, like, she was running late, which is so funny, because, like, 
we are both are running late for everything, like, still <laughs> to this day. Only unknown. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I, like, hit that elevator and it opens up and there's this girl there and she's, like, uh, wearing this, like, old, like, organ hoodie and she's, like, are you Nikki Hiltz? And I was, like, yeah. Like, who are you? <laughs> and then she's, like, oh, my name's Teresa. Like, I'm going to Oregon, too. And then we're, like, oh, my gosh. Like, let's be best friends. And then the rest is history. <laughs> no, we didn't start dating until uh, I came to Arkansas. Um, yeah, January. Like, I transferred in the fall. And then that January was just kind of, like, oh, wait. Let's be more than friends. <laughs> Friendship. Uh, yeah. So, I know you've talked about this a little bit, but obviously if anything is, like, too personal, feel free no, to no. <laughs> But, like, so were you two both out before you started dating, not out? No, so one? I didn't come out until college, and she was the first person I ever came out to. And she was like, that's amazing. Like, you know, I don't see you any different. Like, so supportive and, like, that I, like, told the world, and then, um, but she, she had, didn't come out, it's so funny, because, like, if you ask her, like, about her sexuality, she'll be like, oh, I'm straight, but I'm, like, gay for Nikki, like, <laughs> and it's so, um, it's, like, I think hers, it took her a while to be, like, kind of, like, have a label, almost, like, you know, like, just, like, she's, like, fluid, like, and I just kind of, I think I just because I so I was like oh this is my straight best friend Teresa and then it was all of a sudden like oh wait like are you straight like I was just like this weird but um no she she so then she kind of realized like oh wait let's be more than friends like um that like in 2016 was when we started dating so yeah it was definitely like not like I'm gay I'm gay let's date like <laughs> And I would say, just based on one success story for all of the gay listeners out there, don't fall in love with your straight best friend. 99.9% of the time, that does not work out like that. Don't keep falling on hope. Do as we say, not as we do. Yeah, I was friend zoned for three years. (laughs) So it could still pay off if you're friend zoned. But I mean, I'm not going to lie, I definitely had like a crush on her. Like... She's I, a beauty. Yeah. Right and I'm like, dang, too bad she's straight. And then <laughs> all my dreams came true. <laughs> that's the, you know, the false hope that we need to put out there. Yeah, that's a disclaimer. <laughs> so funny. Um, so you, so one of the unique things about that relationship then becomes that you guys race each other a yeah. lot. Yeah. You know, running relationships and, you know, uh, people being in the sport together is a very common thing, but what's not common is literally you trying to beat the person that you're in love with so how do you guys kind of manage that um we don't uh no it's been i mean we've been racing since high school i guess so it's like it it, i would relate it to like racing a teammate that's like a good friend you know like you um you want them to succeed but like you're also running your own race and like um sometimes you know you just have to like worry about yourself in that moment or but it is like it's so bizarre because like we we did like a road mile last year in Cleveland and we were both coming down the home stretch stretch like we were in like third and fourth but like tied and I just remember like we're all we're everyone's kicking but it's just me and Tice (laughs) next to each other and I was just like yeah like I mean I'm like trying to be her she's trying to beat me 
And I was like, I can't go any, like, I'm going all out. Like, and then all of a sudden another girl, like, goes by. And then I was like, well, you can't beat me. And, I, like, <laughs> and, like, for some reason I had another gear, like, when another person was there. But when, like, it was just Tice, I was, maybe I just, like, didn't feel the need to, like, bring out this other gear. I don't know. It was so, like, so bizarre how, like, your brain can, like, easier said than done to, like, zone people out, you know. But it's, like no, like, that person next to me, that is my girlfriend, like, so. I used to date a teammate, and we have the same 1500 PR to the hundredth of a second. What? Oh my gosh, so, yeah. I, you know, maybe it seems a little relatable to yeah. so. <laughs> Yes, yeah. or in um, 26, 2017, indoors, like, we were fifth and sixth, and it came down to a lead, and then, like, she was fifth, I was sixth, like, it's so, and we had that same PR for, like, the longest time, like, 434 was like to the exact like to the like millisecond so I mean I think someone asked me one time like well if it's Olympic trials and like oh man. you're both in third like oh, but I was like what I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> what kind of question is that like, just or he I think he said like would you let her have it I was like no like and I'm sure <laughs> she would say the same like hell no like well yeah. I think that's like a good example of sort of like that's the healthy yeah side of that running relationship is being like we want the same things we have the same goals you get this you get the you want to yeah. be the person next to you as much as anyone else I know like one of I know I've seen this happen so many times where like one of the hardest things as a runner is if the person you're dating is running really well and you're running really badly yes. or vice versa <laughs> yes like that I think tests running relationships absolutely it's almost like don't date right so, <laughs> Chavez, yeah, you, you've got it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but, I mean, it's not, I'm not going to lie, like, it's not, like, easy. Like, it's definitely a hard, um, a hard thing that, like, you know, we're still, but we're getting better at it and, you know, just being really communicative and, yeah. I really enjoyed the Instagram posts, I think, when you guys are just very out there and open about your relationship and you share a lot of the... The, the good that you guys kind of, and like the comment section is awesome, which is how much positivity comes out of it. Yeah. At the same time, you also write posts about some of the negativity that you face sometimes. Right. Um, I guess what is, what's that look like, I guess, for people who maybe haven't seen any of these posts, but um, what is, what does the good look like to you? And then what is the ugly? Yeah. I think um, being in Arkansas was like, definitely like, I think one of the hardest states to be gay in, and, um, it was more of, like, a, no one really, like, well, that's not true, <laughs> um, definitely, like, gotten, like, yelled at before, like, you know, walking down the street, like, this pickup truck with a giant American flag, like, drives by, and it's, like, F lesbians, and we're just, like, great, like, <laughs> sick, love the South, but, um, I think, and also, like, the bad is also, like, I think dealing with your own, like, um, like, in high school, like, I didn't come out for so long, because, like, for so long, I didn't, like, want to be gay, like, I didn't, like, I wanted to be, like, quote-unquote normal, like, and it was, like, realizing, like, no, like, we celebrate our differences, like, in this, like, world, and, like, no, actually, I want to be, like, celebrated because of this, so, um, I feel like that's the, all the bad, and then, but there's so much good, like, if I could come out all over again, like, I think I would, like, I feel like it was the best, and it, I mean, and you kind of are, like, coming out your whole life, you know, to, like, everyone you meet, it's, like, a disclaimer, like, oh, it's my girlfriend, and they're, like, oh, okay, like, you know, it's just, like, 
this process like of life like coming out and so I think but like originally like coming out to the world like if I could do it again like I would like like the amount of positivity was like unreal and like I feel like then my running like took off because I had like all this confidence yeah does that answer your question? Yeah, you know, <laughs> okay. it does. Yeah. What kind of uh, sort of, I mean, I always kind of think of it, especially with, like, professional athletes like yourself, there's, like, always moments that kind of lead for the DMs to blow up on Instagram. It's, like, <laughs> it could be, like, the bad stuff could be, like, oh, you're facing, like, a really bad illness, and, like, all of a sudden, like, you get DMs from people who have either faced the same thing or, like, are wishing you the best of luck. So when you post things about your personal life and, like, your relationship, what kind of, like messages do you get yeah um i get a lot um from like young high schoolers like um like girls and boys and like being like how do i tell my mom i'm gay and like like really heavy like stuff and i'm like gosh i don't know like i don't have the answers but um you know like my parents were so supportive and like uh i can't imagine someone facing like a family that wouldn't be and I feel like, so it's a lot, a lot of those, and then there's some, like, just, like, thank you for being so, you know, yourself, it's, like, exposure is huge, and, you know, things like that, so, um, yeah, the, the DMs are very, um, widespread, <laughs> like, yeah, heavy. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that that's definitely a big, you know, representation, just, like, this buzzword now, and, like, something that we talk about as, like, a goal and then it's controversial sometimes but like I do think like that always bears repeating that like you get you get these DMs and like I was honestly nowhere near as prolific as Nikki <laughs> but like you know I, for a long time I always sort of not struggled but sort of was oh, self-aware of the idea of being like the gay runner it's like okay yeah. like everyone has their thing like you know they're like one identifier that's yeah. like the sidious guy you know and like <laughs> You know, somebody's, like, uh, you know, the video game guy, and it's like, well, oh, you're the gay runner, and it's like, well, you, your first instinct is to be like, well, I'm more than that, but then yeah. you realize, you you know, you get these DMs from, like, these, you know, kids in high school, like, these kids, like, fucking yeah. children, yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, like, it's so important to be, like, yeah. to have people being the gay runner, that, like, you know, you, it's, for you, it's just, like, living the life that you're in, but then at the same time, like, for, for some people out there, it's, like, that's, you know, changes their entire view of themselves and who they can be and, and the kind of person that, um, you know, the, the opportunities available for them, and, and that's, like, it is, like, scary, or, like, I have too much power. Yeah, so, like, way too much responsibility. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but it is also, yeah, like, super important as well um yeah you get yeah it is one of those things like you just realize like yeah there's you can live in boston san diego and everything but like there's us you know in 2018 there's a whole lot of the world where like that's not a thing <laughs> yes <laughs> like, yes definitely. um to especially i mean i think that's one of the the like you know social media is maligned and debated and everything but one of the nice things about like runners and runners being so active on like Instagram is that like the kid in Arkansas or in yeah. Mississippi or wherever is like able to see this thing that they never would have been able to see if they grew up 10 years ago. Yeah, know? definitely. Yeah, it's huge. Do you feel running's a little different in terms of just like a sport that kind of 
just with just general sort of like acceptance of everyone I feel like running is anyone could do it and, and the kind of like we that with the, with the sport doesn't nothing really matters outside of just like how fast you can put one foot in front of the other right um, because if you look at other sports Jason Collins in basketball was like a huge deal when like he came out and just like just any other sport you always hear is like oh this is the first pro to come out in like their respective sport but with running it's just kind of like yeah it's not really that big of a part of the conversation for sure yeah I think um like there's no like locker room talk in running you know because there's no locker rooms in running like (laughs) it's just like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true that's true yeah no but I got what you mean it's definitely like or even just in woman in sport like I feel so lucky that my sport is, like, very equally represented, like, both male and female. Like, um, I was on a panel the other night with Catherine uh, Schweitz, the, like, first female to run, and she, the question was, like, oh, like, who are your role models, like, for you, like, a female looking at, like, and, you know, in your sport, and were they represented? And I was like, yeah, I mean, the Olympics was on, and there was the men's race, and then there was the women's race. Like, it wasn't it wasn't, like, commercial break during the women's race, and, like, I'm so lucky that track is, like, yeah, is so, like, well represented, um, and then she was, like, well, like, there was no Title Nine, I couldn't even play sports, and I was, like, well, great, (laughs) I'm, like, we have it so good, (laughs) yeah, no, no, I think especially I was talking about this with someone the other day, like, um, with the Americans right now, the biggest... American stars, you know, your your Shalane Flanagan's, your Cindy McLaughlin's, your Jenny Simpson's, your Emma Coburn's, the the biggest stars, regardless of gender, are women, and yeah. that's awesome, and yeah. something that, like, you know, we shouldn't take for granted, but also it's nice that we sort of, like, has that, that's become normalized to us. For sure, yeah. You know, it's like you don't see the WNBA having, like, <laughs> their, you know, LeBron James getting just as much you know, traction as uh, he does, and so it's nice that track is has that. Definitely. You know, s- misogyny, sex in the sport, still a huge problem. Don't want to diminish that. But <laughs> nice that like we have. We're doing something all these strong. Yeah. Yeah. Models, like, yeah. Physically strong because they all have better abs than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've got my final questions. Do you have final questions? Um, I'm trying to think if there's any any pressing questions uh, that I've been. <laughs> Yeah, she's you know, been like to ask. I will say guests that you've been after. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a dream realized. Uh, she Nikki has been an Instagram crush of one of our guests on the, the oh, podcast in the previous episode. I will say also, you know, just to toot my own horn a little bit. One of our first interactions was like Nikki being like, "Me and Teresa listen to Run Your Mouth on the way yeah. to Des Moines." I was like, "I'm part of your USA." Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's been fun. It's been very serious for, uh, as our, our <laughs> you know, crossovers tend to be. Um, I feel like, yeah, we got, we got serious at Sam, too. Yeah. Year. He got very meditative. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll, I will say, um, what I want to know is, uh, what is the best meal you've had in Boston so far? Oh, we went to Italy. Nice. And, yeah, I, it, we got this little bag. It was like, you took a trip quick trip to Italy. I was like, I feel like I did. It was awesome. Um, the, we had this pasta, like mushrooms in it. It was amazing. Um, they don't have yeah. Italy out in California? No, we, well, we have, um, San Diego has a little Italy, which is like a whole town. Okay. But no, there, there's not like a place. Yeah. And I will also say, uh, what's, who's your pick for tomorrow? 
Oh gosh. Oh my god. Um, you can give multiple picks and we'll just edit. It's like, ah, oh, she predicted it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll cut it out. Yeah, you know. We'll, we'll see that you were right the whole, all along. Just say every single I'll name. just say every name. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of one. Okay. <laughs> we'll um, start with Des. Des. I love Des. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's say Des again. And then... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Probably one of the Kenyans, I think. I thought it would, I thought it would be funny. Let's go with so an like, Adidas Kenyan. <laughs> yeah, I would go with Katana runs for Adidas, right? I think so. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there you go. Um, I was going to say, I, I was intending, like, to just put all my eggs in just, like, some random Kenyan or Ethiopian pro's basket, and just, like, with the assumption that, like, if they do win, it'll seem so cool. <laughs> like, just, like, you know, like, not, yeah. pro- it probably won't, and, like, not one of the favorites, just, like, someone in the yeah. field just, like, pick someone and be, like, that person is gonna win and tell <laughs> everyone I know, and then, like, on the off chance it happens, yeah. I will seem like the biggest genius in the sport of running. So, uh, peek behind the curtain when I do that next year. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we can we can wrap it up with our, our wrap-up questions. All right. So start us off. Yeah, so... Funniest drug store, a drug testing story you've got. Oh gosh, um, I got drug tested yesterday for the first time. First time ever? <laughs> no, first time I used sauna, but it, it was intense. Really? It was like a lot. Did it take lot. you a while to go? That's usually what people say. It's like, oh, sometimes it takes me two hours to go. Shelby, yeah, cool hand is like. I well, the nice thing about being milder, you don't get as dehydrated. That's as true. No, I went right away, and then but it was funny. We had like Shannon seat, like the top three, and Shannon was like. Oh, I got like ninety mils. Like we were, like, and I was like, I got one ten. Like we were competing with how much pee that we had in ourselves. That's, which, you know, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was, but it was like super intense, and like you know, I was playing with Chris's um, son, Ronan. He's like adorable, and we were like throwing goldfish at each other, and he like runs out of the room, and I like go to chase him, and this woman was like, "You can't leave." I was like, oh, well, he can leave. Like, <laughs> like there's a child running away. Yeah, alive. and then, like... This would be a very elaborate cheating <laughs> scam. You'd be like, all right, we're going to get a okay, toddler. Okay, we'll plant it in <laughs> Ronin's. Like, yeah. Just, like, five years ago, you're like, Chris, you need to get married. Have a child. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I, yeah, I'm very inexperienced with the drug testing. Was, oh. Yeah, and, and we got drug tested at Oregon, but, like, I was never selected. And I was, like, asked, like, our director of ops, I was like why do I never get selected? Like, and he's like, well, Nikki, this reflects back on our university and you're going to fail. And like, <laughs> we don't want those results. I was like, what? He's like, basically, I think everyone at Oregon just thought I was like a stoner and like, I don't know, from California for some reason. So. I always forget that like all the like, like the legal stuff, <laughs> like, like performance decreasing drugs, like yeah. still pop up on those. Like, yeah. Like, if you get caught with, like, weed in your system by USADA, are you, like, yeah, you yeah. sanctioned? Yeah, you're yeah. suspended because uh, there's, like, a pro skateboarder just got popped <laughs> for weed. Hawk. And uh, because they're testing skateboarders now because skateboarding is in the 2020 Olympics. So oh, my God. That's so skateboarding funny. Now in the we can't program. get a fucking five can of Diamond League event, but we have skateboarding the Olympics. <laughs> um, meanest thing you've read about yourself on Let's Run.com. Oh my gosh. Um, I think there was one, one, it was like, oh, this girl, like, just, oh, like, she's never gonna run fast, she doesn't stop partying, and like, I think the world just thinks I'm, like, 
You have like, a, a badass vibe, clearly. Yeah, this, like, stoner, like, person that just drinks all the time. <laughs> it's, like, alcoholic. None of it is true. Yeah, it's something like that, or, like, um, there was one when I, like, got second at NCAAs. It was, like, it was actually a compliment. It was, like, oh, like, I bet, like, Oregon, like, misses those eight points or something like that. But then the comments were, like, pfft. They would still. They don't need eight points. They don't miss her. Like you know, just like some some stuff like that. Someone's so. gotta be a hater. Yeah. Um, you can go on a run anywhere in the world with anyone from history. They don't have to be real. Uh, assuming they could hold a conversational pace with you, where would this run take place, and who would it be with? Um. Okay, I th- I would say Nicene Marks, which is. Um, a redwood forest near my hometown. It's where we um, met every day to run in high school. Um, it's where I like fell in love with running. It's just this like beautiful like redwood forest like in California. Um, definitely there. And I want to say like a gay icon like like a Harvey Milk maybe like <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. Let's go with him. <laughs> nice. Uh, and the last one has nothing to do with running. It's, you get 25 shots from half court. If you make one, you win $25 million. If you don't make any, you go to jail for 25 years. Would you attempt the shots? Um, yeah. 25? Yeah. Yeah. Did you play basketball growing up? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> the confidence. So confident, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have, like, I guess, you have, like, everything to gain and, like, a lot to lose. Not lose. really. Like, what's prison? Like, free food? Like, I don't know. The controversial take from this podcast is like... What's prison? Yeah. <laughs> the is pro-criminal justice system. Yeah, that's like, actually what's going to end up on the Let's Run message board. It's gonna be like, except it's Let's Run, so they're all going to be like, good. Like, criminals should be locked up. But, she is a criminal. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah she's, she was alleged to have smoked weed once. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, those, those are my final questions. You can... Yes, because I'm nothing if not a pale imitation of the Sidious Magic. <laughs> I have final questions as well. Um, although I will say we're talking about this on the run today. Uh, my, uh, not a recurring question, but we were talking about it of, um, do you think if you had, like, perfect, perfect, like, batting practice pitching, um, and, like, let's say, like, a hundred swings, could you hit a home run out of Fenway Park? Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. See, I, and I played baseball growing up, and this is probably just, like, too. classic, like, yeah. male, uh, you know, uh, confidence, but, like, <laughs> I'm, like, I feel like you can, like, really connect with one, like, pop it out of there. How like, many chances do you have? Like, a hundred, I was, we were saying. <laughs> okay. Everyone yeah. on the run was, like, absolutely not, and I no. was, like, I think I Like, out it. of like, the park. <laughs> like, out of the stadium. Yeah, like, a home run. No. <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> You know, but you could. I think this. you definitely. Oh, thank could. you. Yeah. Oh, before we get to David's final questions, I want to ask you about your tattoos. Uh, <laughs> what are the stories behind them? Oh my gosh. Um, Is that something you're gonna ask or no? No, I actually oh. thought about. I was yeah, gonna yeah. ask what your favorite one was, but then oh, I was that's like, a good I don't one. They're all equally your favorites. But no, that's like, how many are there? Um, six. I think one, two, three, four, five, six. And are then I've up to the sleeve. Is that the goal? Yeah, I think maybe like a. I, th- I want to do definitely, like, the the forearm. And then I, can't, I have to, like, explain it because I'm talking on a podcast. Yeah, right. I can't, like, yeah, show is, my... Uh, Nikki is gesturing to her. <laughs> yeah. um, she has multiple tattoos on there. We're not making this up. 
Um, I have a lot, like, a lot of them. This, this one's the, um, pig. It's a pig, because, like, the, in Arkansas, if you're... Um, pig. Yeah, all American, <laughs> the tradition is to get, um, a Razorback, but I didn't want the Razorback, so I got a little barnyard pig. <laughs> and then, um, this one is for my favorite song, Younger. Um, it's, like, you're not getting any younger, like, basically, like, live your life, like, without regrets, or, like, um, you know, be who you are, because, like you know, it's short, it's fleeting, and then this is a sailboat, my grandma taught me how to sail, um, in, up in our, her cabin in Wrights Lake, which is, like, up in the, near Tahoe in the Sierra Nevadas, um, and then the one, one on my back is, says Nicene, so, like, that redwood forest I was talking about, it's, like, where I fell in love with running, so. Lovely. Yeah. Very nice. Well, our final <laughs> questions are, um, first your go-to karaoke song, oh someone hands you the mic. That's your staff. And it's your time. <laughs> yeah. Get that out anywhere. Like, karaoke can happen at any moment yeah. and you never know. You never know. Um, okay, the other day we were going to practice and that song Praying by Kesha came on and we just like screamed so loud. Like Tyson like, and I really, just like really, really into in it. Pray. <laughs> so I feel like that one. That's nice. a good one. Chavez, what's your, you got to answer too. Everybody answers that uh, Daniel Wynn and I Fifth Ave when you did uh, Longest Time by Billy Joel, and that's like I think my go-to. Nice. Yeah. I think um, I'll, I'll go uh, keep it in the Kesha theme, but like maybe like a little bit more of a party one. Yeah, that one's kind of depressing. I was, yeah. No, I was gonna go with Die Young. I was like, that song oh, well, yeah. is so good, and like I feel like when it came out, everyone was like, this song is so good, and then it like kind of fell off the radar a little bit. Yeah. So we gotta. You know, bring it back to the. What was, what was the song last night? Oh, Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom. Yeah, That's the, a, that was a big uh, soirée we were at last night. Stacy's mom came on. And we were all having a great time. And then someone like changed it, and we were like, yeah. <laughs> and then someone put it back on. And then they so put it back on. Yeah. I could not for the life of me. I was doing that thing where I was just like wandering around, being like, "Who's DJ?" Give <laughs> <laughs> me the ox. All right, your Instagram crush. It doesn't have to be a person, or I mean, yeah. it can be a person. I have a. You know, Instagram crush on Teresa too, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, what are you feeling on the gram lately? Um, this is super random, but the kid that won the steeple last year at NCAA's Obsa Ali, I like found him on Instagram. Like he popped up on like my whatever discovery, discovery yeah. page, and like he's like the dopest. Like has the sickest style. Is like so, and he's you know runs from Minnesota, and he like I feel like he won that steeple like. It was just kind of like, who's this guy? And then Ed, like, found him. I was like, who is this guy? I was like, oh, yeah, I remember him. I don't know. I think his style and, like, his posts are super dope. That's that's my crush right now. I used this last year. You but, can I'm, still but I'm scrolling right now to see, right. like, what I've... Well, as you say, keeping it in the, in the steeple theme uh, and in the NCAA running theme, uh, not necessarily crushing the people, but I'm really, really jealous of the... Uh, pink uniform shorts and pink half tights that the Kansas team has. Yes, yeah. So, like, uh, Dylan Hodgson where races in them, so I feel like I see them when he posts on Instagram. And, um, what's the, what's the kid who won the 800? Um, I don't think I follow him. A Bryce Hoffle? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, they, like, have, like, literally, like, pink half tights that they race in for championships, and I'm like, I want a pair I of want those. those, yeah. I think they're an Adidas school, so, like, if you can come up, you can oh. my in, like, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> those are sweet. All right, I do have my answer. It's uh, for people who watch The Bachelor. Uh, yes. Anna G yes. was my favorite on uh, the last season. 
And so, for some reason, oh, it was, I know why I have story notifications turned on for her. It's kind of creepy. It's definitely creepy. Nice. And I'm going to regret saying this on the podcast. <laughs> story notifications. Story like notifications. Even post notifications. Yeah, wow. wow. It was story notifications because uh, she was in Trying New York City. Trying to find City. her? She was in New York City. No, you weren't. <laughs> You're one of those. She was, at, she was at some restaurant that is close to one of my friends' place, and then she was in town for the rest of the weekend, and I was like, what if I find her? And then, <laughs> and then I was like, well, nah, actually, Chris, like, what happens if you do find her? It's like, what kind of conversation are you going to have with her? Yeah. Here's so. the beauty of this podcast. When that gets mysteriously edited out of Sidious Mac, <laughs> it's going to be gonna on be here. It's going to be on here. If but, she was the Bachelorette, would you have gone on The Bachelor? Uh, so I think I would have... Have you ever applied to The Bachelorette? No, I haven't. It seems like something you would have done. No, I've only tried to get on Survivor, and I'm still trying. Uh, that's like the one show I think I want to go on. Um, oh, I tried to go on LeBron James' show, and so... The million dollar mile. Yeah, one. I yeah. feel like they should just have runners on it. So <laughs> now that this, now that the show is out, the, I was a finalist, or t- I was in the third round of casting for that show, and then they didn't pick me because they asked for workout footage, um, <laughs> and I would only send them footage of me running. And they're like, well, I mean, like you said, you can't. And then in one of the interviews, they're like, you said you can't do a pull up. Can we get a video of you like trying? And I was like. No, because you guys are going to definitely use that. And so I don't want that to be on national television. Um, so I didn't get picked for a million dollar mile. I am still trying to get on Survivor. And The Bachelorette, I would I would do, I think. Uh, but I don't think I'd last very long in terms of just after a couple episodes, just seeing the competition. Just I, I If I don't get the first kiss, then I'm probably out. I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah. That's be. The first impression rose. Yeah. So huge, pretty much, yeah. if I don't get the first impression rose, you're just gonna leave. I'm just gonna leave. <laughs> um, which like four, four women I think left Colton on the like the most recent season. Yeah. Which is like a record for like most women to leave, leave. the show. I so. feel like so people are just like slowly realizing that this is a terrible idea for a right. TV show. Yeah. And how it, well, yes. from. <laughs> well, when they make it like so late in the show, it's just kind of like a question of like, did you know what you're signing up for in the first place? And so. That's kind of like what the realization I would have is I would sign up for this, I'd go and yeah. I'd be like, This is awful and then I'd probably leave. And I'd get But that's good. You're like left yeah. for the right reasons, you know. Oh like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were there for the wrong ones, but like the so, for the right ones. <laughs> if Hannah G was the Bachelorette, I think I probably would have tried to get on the show. But they they, yeah. they already cast it before you even know who's that's gonna true. be the next person. Yeah. So it's the, weird. I yeah. my friends did have you ever heard of this like um, like PowerPoint presentations pitching your friends as like dating objects or whatever. No, I guess it's a thing. But um, they they have one like around Valentine's Day around here, and they're like they're basically like, you will submit a PowerPoint like advertising your single friend oh for just gosh. like the audience, just being like, here's why you should date this person. Yeah. And I guess they have it at like bars and breweries and stuff around the country. That's so funny. Um, and my friend submitted me, but sadly I was also not selected. But I will, <laughs> I will admit the like, cause it's supposed to be like funny and like entertaining. And I will say that the PowerPoint slides that they did put together were very That's funny. entertaining. <laughs> you don't think we'll ever get a gay season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette? No, because everyone just, well. Okay, this is everyone just hook up with each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think just... they should do a bi one, because that could, and, with, oh. and have a girl be the, so it's like a bachelorette, and then there's guys and girls in the house together, but like, then the girls are, 
I don't know. Like, I feel like it could... Yeah. If like, you'd have more drama... Like, Love Island would, I think, be maybe more of, like, a better, like, model for, like... I feel like know. a season would just lead to so many think pieces being written. Of, like, a bi... Yeah, no. It's, like, it's definitely pro- yeah. probably... Well, the whole concept of the bachelor. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things where it's, like, pro- like yeah. both problematic. Be like, everyone would just hook up with each other. But you're like, like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's just, like, you, would, you wouldn't be, like... I'm only interested in the, the one blind. person who, like, people have told me to be interested in. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, you never, yeah. Or I'm hoping, like, just one day, um, on The Bachelor, like, the girls in the house, like, like, they, like, get together. That happened like, they're... on The Vietnamese Bachelor. Wait, really? They're like, oh, this, we're like, gay now. And they're like... literally, they're on The Vietnamese Bachelor, there are these two contestants that, like, literally, like, one Fell of them was leaping and was like... Hey, by the way, other contestant, like, I love you, I've always loved you. What? And they, like, now are dating and are really cute together. This is the thing, look it up on the internet. Oh my like, gosh, that's one. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Vietnamese yeah. bachelor. Is he like, um, we actually fell in love with each other, we don't want to be on the air anymore. Um, last but not least, we have been recording for over an hour now at this point, so oh, we should wow. probably wrap up. Oh, wow. um, but uh, clearly, you know, the fact that we didn't even know is a good sign. That the yes. Conversation flow. Um, your death row meal. You're going to the chair. Oh. Today's your last day on this planet. What are you eating? Um, this is so... It be anything. It doesn't have to be touch reality. Okay, um, a California burrito, which is a burrito that has french fries in it. <gasps> what? Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? It's, yeah. a, it's definitely a SoCal thing. Like, I'm from NorCal, and it's, like, um, definitely, like, more LA, San Diego thing, but it's amazing. That's like the, uh, have you ever raced, you probably have not raced at Princeton University. Uh-uh. Yeah, they have, uh, a hoagie place near there. That's yeah. Like famous for, like, those, like, types of hoagies where they'll put, like, mozzarella sticks in the yeah. sandwich. Like, it's, uh, it's good. It's been my, uh, death row meal in the past. Uh, I've got a restaurant in New York that I've been wanting to try, and actually, ironically, it's the restaurant that Hannah G. Like, oh my <laughs> there god, there it is again. Open. There it is uh, again. So, <laughs> It's this Italian restaurant called oh. Carbone, which was in uh, Master of None. I usually get a lot oh. of my date spots from Master from, of None. I yeah. just like, write down, I was like, oh, what was that restaurant? Mm-hmm. And then like I'll check it out later on. Yeah. Um, it's like the, Great uh, show. the 2018, 19, whatever year it is, version of like the Sex and the City tour. Pretty I'm much, like, yeah. Go to the places. So Carbone in New York City, apparently the Italian food is amazing there. Um, you can't get a reservation from uh, like months in advance uh like i've tried and i am just not able to but i have a friend of mine who is a bartender at the bar next door to it and he celebrated his birthday there and he just happens to be the bartender uh at the place next door so all the waiters go to that bar and so they got him in Um, and he's he's sitting down for his birthday they're giving him all this free food and selena gomez is at the table or no it's demi lovato is at the table next to them (laughs) And she's just wondering, like, who is this guy who keeps like, who's all so this? famous? Yeah. And she's like, like, how do I get that? Yeah, it's like it's just the bartender next door. Um, so I think that place would be on my list, and so hopefully at some point I'll be able to go. I will say, yeah. I I think one of the best things. Speaking of un, not unearned fame, but uh, unexpected fame. One of the best things about Marathon Weekend is like watching just like all the random like fanboys go up to shows and be like. You're the city of Skylight. Like, can I get a photo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't say it's bad because like, <laughs> to this, it's awesome. It's great. Um, no, it's it's 
interesting to say the least. <laughs> at the, at that the... a D-list, F-list <laughs> person could get uh, any sort of recognition. It, it's, not, it's nice. We have a great community. Yes. <laughs> I got uh, at the 10 man thing this morning, I got... Hey, you're running your mouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> not the host. Just like that's just, your, that's you your are, name now. You are all of it. <laughs> like, all right, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> Is it like you have to speak and then they recognize your voice? Or like... I doubt it. I don't... One time it happened to me where it's just like, so, but it, wait, yeah, I've heard someone your just voice. recognized my voice from, uh, this was at a, there's a, New York Roadrunners has a, like, pop-up store, or mm-hmm. just a center, I guess, that they have right by Columbus Circle, and... The woman who was at the Starbucks right next door to it must be a runner or something like that because they were so close together. That I went in after being at the New York Roadrunners thing and then I ordered something. She says, "Do you have a podcast?" And I was like, "I do." And uh, she's like, "Running podcast, right?" And I was like, "Yep." And she was like, "You're Chris, right?" And I was like, "Yep." That's my order. Yeah. And she's like, "I, I knew it." And I was like, "She gave it to you for free?" I knew no, it. I, 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 but I got yeah. I think I used a reward on it. But abuse your, uh, you know, influence and power. No, I hate, I hate the term influencer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, that has to be said with a tone of indignation. Just like, I'm an influencer, so I demand to get a seat at Carbo. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. No, if I... If that's what it takes, I'll definitely... I'll use it. All right, well, you gotta, sometimes you got to be shameless, you know? you got to get it done. All right, well, thank you for yeah. letting us invade your hotel room for an hour. No, this, this has, has been, been awesome. super fun. Yeah, super thanks real. for coming. Chris, thanks for crossing over with us. Yeah, no problem. Um, I don't, do you want to take us out? Anything else? Uh, no, I think, yeah. Thanks, thanks so much for... Thanks for having me. Yeah, this has been a good one. Thanks to Nikki and David for taking the time to chat. That does it for this episode of the show. My next guest on the podcast will actually be a big one, so get ready. I am posting this episode on Thursday and taping with the next guest on Friday. The next guest is Jordan Hase. So you can tweet me your questions at Chris Chavez or at Sidious Mag. You've got about 24 hours to send in those questions. You can also send suggestions for who you'd like to hear on the podcast. We taped a couple more episodes in Boston that will be released after this. Um, so I'm super stoked about the future of this podcast. I got ahead of myself here and re- just had a ton of fun recording episodes. So if you shout us out on your Instagram story, tag at Mag, and we will absolutely repost it. We appreciate everyone who does that to get the word out about the show. And you can also help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Do that. Leave a nice comment. What that does is it helps other people find the show and allows us to continue to grow. Until next time, I've been your host, Chris Chavez, wishing you some happy and healthy running. And don't forget, legs are feeling good.